Banda Rabdabo Lord, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I glorify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Father. Thank you for the things that you have in stock. Thank you, Father, for the things that your Spirit, yes, is revealing in this new day. I honor you, Father. I glorify your name. I magnify you, Spirit of the Lord. Zabala brondo boshanda rabdo boshi bayadabu hande gabala boshanda rabdo boshi tayadaba hallelujah thank you father hallelujah <clears throat> Ephesians 1 verse uh, 15 for this reason, I too, having heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exit among you, and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him I pray that the eyes of your heart the eyes of your spirit the eyes of your inner man may be illuminated enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches, the treasures, the inheritance of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of the power towards us who believe? This are in accordance with the workings of the strength of his might. Hallelujah. Lord, we, we honor you once again. We come before you. We approach you in this day where you are. 
rebuilding us. You are rebranding us. In this day where you are working within the core structure of who we are as the body of Christ. You are touching every area of our life. You are restoring this structure, this order that you call your temple. What a day. What a season we live in. What a glorious sight to see this spiritual construction and to be part of this spiritual construction. We honor you, Father. We rejoice in you. May you continue to illuminate my mind, my eyes, so I can see the things that you're doing in this, in this season. Thereby being able to precisely, oh God, yes, unveil this thing to your church. As you have called me into the ministry of a revelator, of one who carries grace to see into your heart, into your mind, in regards to what you're doing within your church. I pray as we gather in this realm, in this place, you are the father of all spirits. Spirits have no boundaries. They have no limits. What a church you're building in this glorious day. While we assemble and meet in a place, yet, yet we can meet in a place. Hallelujah. I thank you. May you continue to order our step. May we continue to have insight. May we continue to have connectivity in the spirit. May we continue to pick the speakings, the desire, your heart, your impulse, your heartbeat for this new day. We honor you, Lamb of God. Speak to us. Deal with us as you will. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you for connecting this morning. Well, I, I began a bit late because I went for a walk. I was timing myself. I thought I'll be able to make it on time so that I could start. But anyhow, I couldn't make it on time. So I couldn't even, you know, dress my, my you know, uh, uh, change my clothes. You know, I just dashed out and quickly dashed in because I looked at the time and said, whoa, I'm going to be late. So, pardon me. Anyhow, the Lord has a word for us this morning. We had such a time of prayer, uh, some few uh, uh, um, minutes, uh, 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 um, you know, after six this morning, excuse me, before six this morning, we just prayed to us six o'clock. What a time. I, I will advise you to actually, you know, uh, just have a listen to the prayer we made this morning. Short, precise, but very powerful. Very, you know, uh, 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 um, relevant in terms of what, amen, the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is doing. You know, like I know that we are in a period, we're in a time where, amen, the Lord is emphasizing certain, you know, uh, uh, direction, certain, you know, uh, uh, if you will, insight into our life. Amen. The Lord is the builder of his church. He's building his church. And one of the mandates of the fivefold ministry in particular, amen, the prophetic is to be able to see what God is doing within this church and then be able to, amen, precisely reflect that or represent that to the body of Christ. And that is precisely what I'm doing. Alright, so in the calendar of the spirit, where we are today, amen, in the spirit, the Lord is, amen, building, is reconstructing, is rebuilding his church. 
All right. What that means is that God wants a church in the earth, amen, that is well established, that is well firm on the foundation of his truth, amen. A church that, uh, you know, is structured are well entwined with the revelation of the ascended Christ. And as I began to read Ephesians, you know, as we start, I began to see, amen, the, the kind of, if you will, the formation, the direction, all right, that the Lord, amen, is leading us. Now, listen to this. We've been talking about the calibration of our sight. In the prophetic, there are different parts, okay, in the body that represent, all right, the prophetic ministry. The prophetic ministry by design, all right, is a headship ministry, is a leadership ministry. So it deals with, amen, how you think, it deals with, amen, what you see, it deals with, amen, what, you know, you hear, how you hear, amen, it deals with what you say, what you eat, amen, yes, it deals with all of that. It deals with how you smell, they say, taste and see and know that the Lord is good. So it deals with the headship, amen. Yes, of the body. And of course, there are other parts that we can begin to talk about. But that, let's just limit it to, amen, the headship part of, amen, yes, uh, 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 is assignment. And I'm talking about the prophetic in particular because we've entered into a period, a season where I believe, amen, God is building, is empowering us, if you will, is laying a new layer of understanding, amen, of what the prophetic is. Why? Because the prophetic is a ministry that enhances, amen, our ministry in terms of how we represent God, how we interact, how, how we build, amen, and how, of course, we, 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 we carry out, if you will, our mandate on earth, okay? All of the fivefold ministry have, amen, a specific mandate as they both, excuse me, as a corporately work in terms of the development, the enhancement, amen, of the corporate body called the ecclesia. But in particular, the prophetic is very unique because it deals with, amen, certain aspects, amen, that that you know that that speaks into the heart of God into the desires of God into the mind of God only the prophetic has the ability to enter into certain realms sphere amen yes in terms of you know uh, uh, the, the heart of God you understand so the prophetic as a building ministry and of course by now you know that the prophetic is a building ministry if you don't know that then you need to know that if you want to know more about that you can read my material or right, on the prophetic as a as a is an apostolic you know uh, building ministry you find it on our website okay so the prophetic is helping us in this season right now and of course anytime god wants to move Anytime God wants to move, amen, it begins with, amen, the steering of his prophetic voice. Alright? There are two things that I'm going to be, that I'm going to be looking into, okay, that I'm hoping that will give us a kind of a better and a clearer insight into the nature of where we are today as a body, amen, today. Today, I think today is the third, right? Or the fourth, amen. Uh, uh, today is the third of September, okay? But I'm not just talking about today in terms of date. I'm talking about today in terms of, amen, the, move, the movement of God in the earth, okay? Uh, yes, there's a there's a day called today. They said today if you hear the voice of God, okay? So when today appears, there are certain position, posture, standards, quality, values, belief system that you need to wear. You need to have them, amen, in order to journey with God or else you'll be relegated, you'll be left behind. Are you with me, friends? All right, so in, in the prophetic calendar of God, okay, we are in a day where the Spirit of God is saying two things, two things, two things, all right? And one of those things is that, okay, we're in a transition. 
and we have captured that by using the life of uh, uh, Elijah and Elisha, okay? There's a transition. Elijah is about to depart the earth, all right? Elisha is going to come into, yes, the next phase, the next order, the next if you will, a, a topography of God's prophetic counsel in the earth. Because in the spirit, there are no vacuums. Amen? In the spirit, there are no vacuums. So, Elijah is going to depart. Amen? A generation is leaving the scene. You may call them the Elijah's company. Yes. And listen to this. While I'm on that, let me quickly also say this. In every generation, there is a kind of a manifestation. Amen? Of ministry gift. Vis-a-vis, in our generation, there is an Elijah that must come. Why there's an Elijah that is departing, all right, in the past move. There's an Elijah that operated in the 20th century, that functioned within, you know, certain values, belief system, authority, okay? Because the 20th century basically was, amen, a season in time where certain grace, certain giftings, amen, were released into the body of Christ. Now, you cannot take, hallelujah, that which... God used in the 20th, in the 20th century into the 21st century. Even if you want to take that, there has to be a process of recalibration. There has to be a, a point of dying, amen, and rebirth again. That's a principle spiritually, okay? So if God is going to use somebody that he used, let's say, you know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, you have to see that you know, that usage in the light of what God is doing. God's work is progressive. There has to be that understanding, that clarity in terms of where we are right now. Okay. The, the 20th century is very unique. Amen. Very unique. Amen. For various reasons. Okay. So the, it, God, God builds, God shapes. Amen. Yes. His giftings. Amen. Yes. To fit into the season. So I said something that I, I quickly want to go back to. I said there's a there's an Elijah, alright, that is passing, but there's an Elijah that is coming. Alright, there's an Elijah that is coming. And that Elijah is gonna operate, if you will, function through, if you will, the ministry of Elisha. Because Elisha was asking, amen. Yes, Elijah for a double portion of his spirit, not of his just gift. And this is very important. Elisha was saying, I need a double portion of your spirit. So, and that's, that's, that's the dimension. Now, 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 listen to what I'm about to say. All right. As the seasons of God, amen, progresses and unfold, we will always need, amen, a double, if you will, a triple fold, amen. So, whatever, whatever they did in 20th century, you understand, whatever grace, whatever anointing, whatever resource that was released for Amen. The brethren to journey with God and to be able to fulfill, amen. Yes, their mandate. We will need to walk, amen, if you will, in a double portion of that. The generation coming, amen, you know, after us will need to walk, amen, in the double portion of what we walk in. Um, I hope we're getting this understanding. Or else we're going to be struggling. We're going to be really struggling with certain things. Certain values, certain belief system, you know, be, you know why? Because the enemy that we're dealing with also upgrade, amen, his tactics, his tricks, amen, his modus operandi, you know, because you understand the Bible says the enemy know that his days, amen, are cut short, you know, the, yes. So the, 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 the more the enemy sees that, hey, the, the day of the Lord is being cut short, he intensifies, amen, his attack and his, you know, modus of operandi of attacking. 
And it's important we understand that. And it's in that light or context that I am bringing this message. And I'm saying that we need to have, amen, yes, a recalibration, amen, of our prophet, excuse me. It's in that light that I'm saying we need to have, amen, a recalib. I, I, I know you understand the prophetic. I know you are amen, an apostle. Amen. Amen. God, God bless you, apostle. I know that you are anointed. I know you are the bishop. Amen. You understand? Yes. I, I know you're a teacher. You're good. And I know, hallelujah, that yes, you've been sent into the marketplace and you know how to make money and how to do all of those things. But guess what? As they bring us into this new day, you are going to need a recalibration of all that you know. You're going to need, amen, yes, a recalibration of your vision. You have to look at those things that you used to understand, amen. You have to look at them again. You have to see them from a new light, amen. You, you, you have to understand, amen, how to relate, how to interact, how to connect, amen, how to carry, how to wear the things of the Spirit so you can function in the dimension of grace, if you will, and capacity that is required, amen, for this season to make impact. I hope I am making sense. There's a need for you to upgrade, to move higher, to build further, to have a man. Yes, they, they, they said they said there were days where you were able to run, amen, with with men. You understand? With the strength of men, with full soldier, you were able to run. You attract them. But the days are coming where you will be required to run with horses. How do you as a man, amen, engage, amen, the track with system called horses, horse? <laughs> are you getting the point that I'm making? The nature of the days that we, we are in right now requires, amen, that we develop a new sense of strength. And remember that vision is strength. It requires that we develop a new capacity, amen, of strength in order to engage with this order, with this dimension called running with horses. So that is just to give us a context, all right? Because when I'm talking about vision, I'm not talking about just your ability to be able to make things happen, amen, within your own little sphere of life. I'm talking about vision, amen, in terms of God's counsel, God's redemptive agenda. I'm talking about vision, amen, that will allow you and I, amen, to flow and to function within the authority of what we represent as the ecclesia on earth. And the ecclesia, amen, has various expressions, amen, of, representa of representation. You understand? There's an ecclesia that must function within the home. There's an ecclesia that must function within the man, within the concept of being a man. An ecclesia that must function as a wife, as a woman. An ecclesia that must function as a parent. An ecclesia that must function as a prophet, you know, as a, you know, as, you know, as a, as a, as an apostle. An ecclesia that must function, you understand, as a technocrat. An ecclesia that must function, amen, as a scientist. An ecclesia that must function, amen, yes, as a banker, you know, in all the various, as a politician, in all the various sphere of life. We have to look at all of this dimension. And we need vision to be able to know how to interact. Our vision must change from how 
Amen. All of the all of the materials and the resources that we have been building our life on, amen, that has helped us. And those are good. But we have to ask the Spirit of God to help us look at those things again. So that we can draw the right resource, the right, amen, if you will, grace, the right wisdom, knowledge. To know how to deal with, how to interact, how to represent the things of God in our day. That's the, that's the point that I'm making. Alright? And to be able to do that, we have to track certain principles found in the word of God. And one of the things the Lord has been showing us, amen, is, you know, to, to, to understand this, is the life, the ministry of Elisha and Elijah. Alright? The days of Elijah are upon us. Why? Because the spirit that we are dealing with in our day, amen, is also Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Reflect, reflected in the spirit of who? Jezebel. And by now you know that Jezebel, amen, is a system. A system that is found, amen, in all those various aspects that I just mentioned as an ecclesia. Wherever you find an ecclesia, you find a Jezebel there. Wherever you find, amen, an ecclesia, wherever an ecclesia is called to function, there's going to be a Jezebel because, amen, Jezebel is one of the manifestations of the prince of this world. The Bible talks about the prince of this world, the spirit of the age. Okay? And we know that the intention of Jezebel, amen, of course, is to, you know, to, to neutralize, to frustrate, to weaken, yes, the advancement of the purposes of God in the earth. And she does that, amen, in a very strategic way. One, attacks, amen, the altar of God, amen, take authority by force, amen, yes, neutralize legitimate, you know, leadership, <laughs> you understand, Jezebel know how to do that, neutralize legitimate leadership, amen, enthrone herself, amen, yes, weaken the power of, of leadership and government as God designed it, you understand, I engage and attack the, you know, the, 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 the altar of God, Destroy every form of communication, amen. Yes, towards God. Anything that deals with you being able to relate to communicate with God, Jezebel comes and attack it. Why? Because Jezebel wants, amen, wants you to be disconnected, amen, from hearing God. So she attacks the altar of God. And when Jezebel attacks the altar of God, amen, the people of God cannot cannot pray, cannot do the things they need to do, they can't hear God, amen. Even the concept of economic, you know, advancement is attacked because once you attack the altar, amen, your economic system becomes, amen, null and void. You understand? Your communication becomes null and void. Your, of course, your power, amen, your position and power and authority, amen, amen, to, to represent God, to represent the intention of God is also attacked. That's what Jezebel does. Uh, to the point that the Bible is talking about the prophet eating from the what? From the table of Jezebel. So Jezebel, amen, uh, 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 is very, 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 you know, uh, uh, very strategic. And of course, I'm sure by now you know that Jezebel, amen, is just a caricature. It's a manifestation, amen, of the spirit of Satan. Satan has various ways of manifesting itself. 
and all the all the various names that we have for Satan, amen, reflect certain things about his character, amen. He, he, Satan is known as the as Lucifer. He's known as amen. He has the devil. He's known as you know you know. Of course, he's known as Satan. All the various names reflect something, something very unique about his mission. Just as we have amen, various names that represent Jesus, amen. Even that represent the nation of Israel. That represent the church. All of those names, amen, are the various characters or characteristics of what we are, who we are, what we are called to do. So, all of this we've got to know, amen. So, when we say Jezebel, of course, it's the same spirit of the devil. But that spirit, amen, manifests itself in certain in a format, in certain system, certain belief system, amen, that attacks leadership, governance, amen, and of course, manhood. So you see what the Lord is doing this morning is giving us context to what we're talking about when we talk about calibrating our prophetic sight. So that when we're praying, when we're engaging, amen, yes, in whatever, you know, spiritual calling or function, amen, we can do that with our sight, amen, calibrated. When we say we're praying, we're praying with a sense of understanding. We're not praying, amen, just, you know shooting you know fighting and just praying you know our prayer has got clarity our prayer has got amen direction our prayer has got a mission okay so it's in all of this that we are beginning to understand the emphasis of the spirit and i began this morning all right by reading ephesians chapter one and I, I believe the Lord led me there because Ephesians chapter 1 was not actually in my heart be, before I began to broadcast. But as I began to pray, amen, the Lord led me to Ephesians chapter 1. And we began to read, amen, verse uh, uh, 15. It says, for this reason, I too, having heard of your faith. So he's dealing, he's talking to, amen, the believers. He's talking to Christians, amen, in the church of Ephesus. We've been looking at church of Ephesus for a while. The, the book I, I finished, amen, uh, last month, we were looking at the concept of, you know, their strength coming from the Lord, not from the environment they grew up. Amen. Yes. So now again, we're looking at Ephesians and the Lord is leading us into another aspect. He says, for this reason, <clears throat> I too, having heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exists, amen, which exists among you and your love for all the saints. Paul said, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. All right, and what is Paul saying? What what is what is Paul Hallelujah making mention? Amen. In terms of this company of people in prayer, he said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Whenever you talk about wisdom and revelation, you're talking about the spirit, Amen. Yes, of vision. You're talking about calibrate. You're talking about being able to see things, know things, Amen. Understand the the ways of God, the things of God, Amen. Now, there's something the Lord began to open my mind or understand it to this morning. Or in fact, I think it was from yesterday. You see, there are things we have to come into called the things of God. The things of God. I'm sure I've mentioned them before, but I think there's a there's a clearer, there's a better emphasis all right, in this season about what is called, what is known as the things of God. Things, amen, are, if you will, elements. They are things you can touch. They are, things are... They are, you know, things are definite article. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's the best way I can put it. Things are definite article. 
that's a thing that's that you know that's a leave that's a thing you understand that, that you know that's a thing you cannot point to things and they don't exist or they're not real when you say something is a thing it means that thing is real hallelujah you can see it you can touch it it's a definite article you understand that's a mic that's a microphone is a thing all right that's a cup things you know things tells us that they exist now natural things you can see them but what about spiritual things are getting the point that i'm making what about spiritual things do we know the definite articles of spiritual things can we identify spiritual things can we see things manifest in the natural and we're able to pin, pinpoint them, amen, to something that relates to the spirit? One, can we also, amen, in a barren heights, in a barren land, can we identify the things of God in a plain barren heights, amen? Yes. Remember, Jacob on his way to Pandanaram, amen? Yes. He was journeying. It was in the, it was journey, traveling, amen. Desert, desert. The Bible said he got to a certain place, hallelujah, because the night set on him. Amen. So he had to pass a night there. It took, you know, one of the stones. The only thing you can see in that place is a stone. There was nothing else. So as he was sleeping, the Bible says his eyes were open in the spirit. He saw, amen, angels, angels ascending and descending on that same spot in the natural. There was nothing happening, but there were things, there were things taking place. Listen, friends, we have to come into the place of knowing, seeing, and interacting with the things of the spirits. Our maturity, our ability to impact our generation is going to rest on the shoulder of them, of those who are not just limited to seeing and knowing and interacting with things in the natural. Alright? Things. That's a thing. And things in the natural are good because we can utilize them. We can use them. Amen. Yes. All the things that I'm using here, amen, are allowing you to be able to hear me. All right? Yes. That's a microphone. That's an iPad. That's a mouse. That's a cup. Things can beautify an environment. Things can enhance our life. But things in the natural are limited. They're limited. But then imagine if we begin to enter into the realm of spiritual things. <laughs> wow. Now, the calibration of our prophetic, our spiritual sight can also allow us to come into an environment where we are able to define the parameters of the spirit, where we are able to amen, identify the various environments of the spirit. Oh, I love you, daddy. Where we are able, hallelujah, to make sense 
of spiritual things, spiritual environment. Listen, friends, these things are not far-fetched. And this is why Paul, amen, is praying for the church of Ephesus. That their, their, their spiritual eyes, he said, that the Father of glory may give to them. Friends, if this thing can be given to us, then we need to know how to receive them. Hallelujah. If these things can be given to us, then we must, hallelujah, believe God for the capacity, for the grace to know how to what? How to receive them. We've got to be able to know how to receive spiritual things. It says that the Father of glory may give to you. Now, when the Father gives us things, <laughs> when God gives you things in the Spirit, when God gives you things, okay, let's just say when God gives you things, you may not be able to, in fact, most time you can't feel it, you can't feel the weight. I can feel the weight, amen. Yes, of this of this mouse in my hand. I can feel it. Oh, that's I can define it because my senses can interact. Hallelujah! With 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 the mouse. Okay, that's a mouse. It's, a, it's black. All right. It's got a Jill, you know, a, a logo in front. Okay. I can give a description, amen, of this thing. And the reason why we can do that in the natural, all right, is to tell us, is to explain to us that we can do the same in the spirit because the spirit comes before the natural. The natural is a manifestation. In fact, amen, is, is, a, is a replica. That's why the, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. The meaning for that is uh, if you want to understand spiritual things, sometimes you just need to look at how things are in the natural. And that's why the enemy loves, amen, to corrupt natural things. Because when he corrupts natural things, amen, it compromises spiritual things. Did you see how he defeated Adam and Eve in the garden? He used natural things, all right? To gain access into spiritual things, to to compromise, to to try to you know frustrate the the agenda of God. Yes, he used amen, a physical you know a physical you know I, 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 you know I don't want to call it apple. He used a physical fruit because the Bible never said it's an apple. You understand? Yes, but he used you know something. Look at that thing. If you eat this thing, you will be like God. My point is, all right, even in the natural things, amen, there's a connection. Natural things, basically, a gateway, if you will, to spiritual things. Why? Because God created natural things for his own good pleasure. Huh? Come on. Natural things were not created for our, our pleasure or for the pleasure of the devil. No. God created natural things for his good pleasure. And remember, natural things were created before amen, man were created. The, the earth were put in place. Then God created man and placed him in the midst of the garden. Father, I thank you for the direction of your spirit this morning. Is somebody listening? If you, if, you, if, you, if you are able to, you know, understand, if you begin to make sense of what I'm talking about, I'm telling you, it's going to fast track your spiritual life because now you're going to know how to direct your prayer now you will know amen what you should be praying for uh, are you getting the point yes now you're going to know why you need to invest into spiritual things 
So that when they say, come, let's pray, let's do it. No, no, no. You, you, you know that this is going to enhance you. Because if you really want to get to a treasure, earlier, you see, if you want to get to a treasure, I'm talking about treasure that is buried. All right? You don't just go there with your leg and start kicking. And start kicking, hoping that you're going to get to, you know, the treasure. No. You want to get a treasure, you got to get a shovel. You've got to, you've got to look for some, you know, earth moving equipment. You've got to learn to want to dig, isn't it? Yes. You, you've got to want to go deep. Aha. Uh -huh. The deep, amen, is going to call to the deep. If you're not deep, you can't go on in the things of, of, the, of, the, of the Lord, in the things of the Spirit. You cannot receive the things of God. No, you know, it's not going to happen. They are not going to give you, amen, the things of the Spirit when they know you are shallow. Oh, but but I really desire, I really want to grow. You know, man of God, I, I know you don't desire. If you desire, you're going to put your box to work. You're going to put your life, you're going to sleeve up, hallelujah. You're going to roll up your slip. You're going to engage. That's what it takes. Nobody grows, amen, the things of God by wish. They don't, heaven don't just give us things because we desire it. There has to be, amen, yes, an action backing your desire. It says, if you will seek me diligently with all your heart. That what all your heart means with all of the faculties that defines your, your, your existence, your humanity. You've got to seek me with everything. So that when somebody is doing that, you don't look at the person and say, this one is just wasting his time. And this God thing is, ever, is forever God, God, God. Some, somebody like me, I've never even begun. Because when I compare my life with those who have gone ahead of me, what I've journeyed, and the kind of treasure they brought out, <laughs> I'm not satisfied. I'm not, I don't, are you getting the point? Uh, God is giving us, amen, another understanding, a deeper, you know, if you will, quest towards the things of the Spirit. And all of this has to do with what? The eyes of your heart. Because if you can't see it, if you cannot see it, amen, you cannot desire. Listen to this. Desire is birthed from the place of perception. Not the other way around. Perception does not bear desire. It is desire, hallelujah, that births perception. You want to you want you you want the things of God. You've got to begin, hallelujah, to see it. Uh -huh. If you can see me go, Elisha said to Elijah said to Elisha, this thing you're asking for, alright? I'm gonna take you there, I'm gonna take you there. This thing you're asking for, you know, is a big thing. But it's doable. If you will see, when you see me taken from you, you can have it. So what you focus your, your vision, your eyes upon, amen, will define and determine what you're going to get at the end of the day, what you're going to become. Are you with me? Yes. So, let's go back to that scripture. Then I'll come back to some other things. I hope so far you're tracking with me. You're getting what we're talking about. You're understanding the emphasis of the Father for the day. All right. So, Paul said, you know, Ephesians 1. We began to read from verse 17. That the, that the, that the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Revelation. Revelation. 
the spirit of revelation revelation means all right you you're able to have insights you're able to have understanding of course by the spirit you're able to identify but you are also able to give interpretation son of man amen what do you see they ask the prophet every time they want to do something they want to lead us into a new season they come with the question son of man what do you see okay revelation the spirit of wisdom remember whenever you see the spirit of wisdom it ought to always go with revelation okay knowledge that's just the meaning of you know revelation revelation means knowledge knowledge amen is to be able to identify i've got a knowledge of this cup all right and i have a knowledge that amen there's a liquid there and that liquid all right is a tea i can see the tea bag the reason why i can do that is because i've got sight all right if my eyes were closed my eyes were closed or god forbid you know i i, I lost my sight okay and somebody says what is in your front i can only guess sailor that is how many christians live their life we guess because amen, they are spiritually blind to the things of god they cannot give you know description and whenever we even try to give description our description amen is not precise because it's guessing is a guesswork our christian our christian work is like a guesswork now when god amen wants to enter into the human realm god communicates to us amen through the spirit of revelation all right revelation is good because it's one of the giftings amen god has given the church to help us interact with him to help us interact amen with things of the kingdom the kingdom of God, hallelujah, is a spiritual kingdom. But yet the kingdom of God, the Bible says, is near you. The kingdom of God is within you. Yet that kingdom is coming. So you've got to understand all of this. Hey, come on, let's go further. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Wisdom and revelation brings the knowledge of God in the knowledge of him. So when you pray, you're praying, Father, I thank you that you give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You want me to build something in the earth. You want me to represent you. You want me to reflect your glory in this new day. So I embrace wisdom. Wisdom tells me the material. Wisdom tells me, shows me the blueprint. But I need sight to know how, where, to build they said build according to the pattern that was shown you shown you on the mountain father i'm coming into the realm of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your will in the knowledge of your desire and intention help me lord give me open my eyes to see this thing yes that's how you begin to pray when you come into this environment all right the spirit of wisdom and revelation then he went further. He said, I also pray, hallelujah, yes, that the, that, the, that, the, that the eyes, that the eyes of your heart may be illuminated, enlightened. So, 
the eyes of my heart. What? My heart? What is it talking about? My heart. Of course, your heart, amen, is speaking to your spirit man. The eyes of your spirit man, your true man, your true nature, the inner man, yes. That man on the inside has got an eye. It is through that eye of the spirit that you see, that you, you know, that you interact, that you relate. It's amazing that we can relate with people in the natural, but we can relate with them in the spirit. It's amazing, isn't it? So that the eyes of your heart, the true you, if you want to relate with me, you've got to relate with the person on the inside. You've got to relate with that person on the inside. That is the true me. The true you is that person on the inside. And that person on the inside, hallelujah, yes, has got, listen to this, all the features that the outer man has. Your spirit has got an eye. Your spirit can hear. Your spirit, amen, can eat, can taste. Right? Your spirit can walk. God says, walk with me. When you're walking with God, it's not a physical, amen, walk that you burn up energy. It's a walk of the spirit. Hallelujah. Your spirit can think. Your spirit is intelligent. So he's talking here about, amen, the eyes of their heart, the eyes of their inner man to be what? To be enlightened. That eyes can be enhanced. The eyes of your heart can be enhanced. That the eyes of your inner man be enlightened. Why? So you can know. So you can identify. Amen. It says so that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of God's calling? Amazing. What is the hope of God's calling? God calls us for a reason, for a purpose, for amen, a specific amen, intention. To a certain degree, amen, I'm fulfilling, functioning within the call of God for my life. But that calling has to be what? Enhanced through the calibration the regular calibration of my sight lest i continue to do what god says you're done you need to move on you need to move to the next thing like i always tell us purpose is not stagnant purpose is not sterile purpose hallelujah is a life and mobile we have been taught in the past all right that you know purpose is stationary your purpose, your purpose is multi-dimensional. But that multifaceted dimension of your purpose, hallelujah, are unveiled in the seasons of your obedience and walk with God. I love that. I wish Mars Moreau taught that. You know what I said? I wish Mars Moreau touched that dimension. Because he was a man that God gave strength, wisdom in, in relating to the issues of purpose. But he benchmarked purpose to one assignment and everybody amen, in, his, in his time ran with that thing. Until one day the Lord began to deal with me and say, hey, as I began to read the scripture and I realized, but wait a minute, God has more than one purpose. There is one purpose 
God's eternal counsel. Amen. And that eternal counsel unfolds to us. Amen. In seasons. God called me to South Africa, but God did not call me to one particular specific place. You may start in a particular specific place. And as you grow and develop, amen. Yes. They tell you now, I need you to go to the next place. The ne yes. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the Orthomos part. All of those, amen, cities represent, or nation represent, amen, a face in the seasons of the unfolding of the purposes of God for a man, for a church, for a community, for a generation. And we have to know all of that. And this is the reason why, yes, those who are into pastoring must be very careful. If you're if you're a pastor of a church, you live in the church, all right. You need to be very careful how you define purpose, lest you benchmark and hinder, amen. Yes, the the the, the, the intentions of God, particularly in your own life or even in the life of the people, based on the wrong teaching you have heard on the issues of purpose. I like that. I like that. Circumstance should not be what defines our movement. It should be divine purpose. Let me repeat what I've just said. Circumstance should not be what defines how we move, how we shift from place to place. Many a times when we move from place to place is because amen, of circumstance. It's because, well, uh, the well is dry. <laughs> well, there's no bread here. There's no food here. All right? Or let's look for a greener pasture. No, no, no. Purpose should be, amen, the arrowhead that defines our mobility. And purpose, hallelujah, is not borrowed or gained by our idea. Purpose comes from God. And that purpose, amen, speaks to, amen, the eternal counsels of God. So wherever we're moving to, we're moving to that realm because the Spirit of God is leading us to as many that are led. The Spirit of God is a leading spirit. The Holy Spirit is our leader, is our chief leader. So when we move with those who are able to hear the voice of God, amen, we move into God's divine purpose. And whenever Alea, the purpose of God is, is made clear or made beer, Alea, the resource to fulfill it becomes manifest no matter how challenging how difficult things may be that's why it's important amen that we hear that we see so that even when we get to a situation where things may look contrary or contradict earlier what we have heard we stay remember it was Paul alright can remember when one of the cities that he went and it was quite difficult for him there he wanted to leave God said to him no no don't leave don't leave now. I still have people in this place, in this city. And Paul had to spend another one year there in a place that contradicts, amen, if you will, that which God has said. So circumstance should never be what defines how we interact or move in the things of God. It is the voice of God. That's why it's important. That's why we are teaching, we are training people how to hear God. What am I doing this morning? I'm teaching us, I'm showing us the dynamics, amen, of the prophetic in terms of vision, our ability, amen, to hear God and to respond to his voice. 
that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. When, you, when something is enlightened, it's no longer in darkness. It gains light. It comes to understanding. Amen. Light is knowledge. Knowledge is light. And that's why we have to be very careful that the light that we are seeking for is not a Luciferian light. It's not, amen, a low light. Amen. It's not a false light. The Bible has given us a lot of, amen, insight about, amen, the dark world, the, 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 the false light that the world is promoting. In fact, that the so-called progressive church, the Halos church is promoting because there's a false light out there. They tell you, look inward. If you're looking inward and and, and you're not seeing Christ being magnified, you're not hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit bringing you to the place of submission and surrender, and you're just looking inward to hear something, to gain something, you will be led astray, amen, by false light. Amen? So it's important when we talk about the eyes of your heart being enlightened, Christ must be there, informed, hallelujah, excuse me, formed in you. In that formation of Christ, you are informed, you are illuminated, hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know, yes, God wants us to know things. He wants us to know people. He wants us to know, amen, situations, circumstance. He wants us, amen, not to live in darkness, not to be in darkness. He wants us to know so you may know the hope of his calling, not you. Our desire is to know him. The context is to know him. The context, hallelujah, is to know his will, is to know his mind, is to know his desire, is to know his intention. It's in that context that we get to know ourselves, that we get to know, amen, and receive whatever we need, amen. Yes, never, never, never seek, amen, to know things for yourself. Never seek to have something for yourself. No, God, I want more of you. The more of God you chase, the more you seek God, the more you seek his way, you seek his will, the more, amen, that pursuance, that knowledge, amen, of God you have is translated, amen, into that which benefits you. But the benefit must not be for you first. Your quest, your motivation must not must never be for you. Because that's where the enemy comes to corrupt. That would be the same mistake, amen, that Eve, remember, she was looking at that fruit as a means to make her wise. She was focusing herself. You see, you see, the issue is not the fact that, you know, the, the fruit was evil. No, no. The issue is amen, a focus. This is a fruit to make one wise. Which wisdom? Which wisdom will she be needing? That has not been given to her. So the corruption was already found in her. Just like the Bible says iniquity was found in Lucifer. Iniquity was already found in, in Eve. Because she she was she was already focusing the attention, amen, of, of the taste of that fruit for herself. <laughs> and that's something we have to be very careful, careful of in this end of days. Because the same way the enemy attacks the first man, the first church in the garden, is the same amen, principle he's using to attack the, the, the end time church, the last day church. Is still going to be using that fruit. Have you noticed that, amen, the issue in this end of days, amen, is about knowledge. 
knowledge is increasing and men will run through and fro. We live in a world, hallelujah, that in fact the economy of the 21st century, amen, and beyond is going to be knowledge-based. It's not like the knowledge, excuse me, the economy of past generations were not knowledge-based. But today, amen, it's going to be about what you know, your ability to know, to know things. And because of that, because of that idea, because of that philosophy, amen, that the, 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 you know, that the world is built on, amen, men will be, men will be almost worship, amen, pride, amen, will, 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 will become the reigning thing of the day. It's not like people have not been working with pride. In fact, if you begin to look at, amen, the nature of how the, how the world will end, <coughs> Alright, you're gonna be seeing that it deals with the issues, amen, of what you know, the ability to make things happen through what you know, the ability to turn amen knowledge into <coughs> excuse me, into an animation, the ability to create things, the ability to make something talk, to make you know a, you know a cup, you know, talk, you know, the ability to you know make things, you know, jump, you know, that knowledge is what is gonna be getting into the head of man. And that may just be a barrier ground. So while we welcome the world of AI, while we welcome the world of AI and we welcome, amen, all that is coming with AI, we also need to be very, I cannot overemphasize this, we also need to be very careful and cautious of what AI may be producing and, and leading us us as a ground that is being prepared we're just beginning we're just beginning to enter into amen the dawn amen of a new world ruled and controlled by knowledge so if we don't have amen the spirit of the knowledge of God in us we will almost be tempted as we begin to see this fruit amen this this fruit that is enticing to want to plug it and in fact it will almost be given to, to us for free i mean many of the ai platforms that you have today they're almost all free very few one they will tell you pay why? Because that's how, amen, that's the principle of how you, you know, you, you, you know, you, you gain people, you, you gain the mass. That's how you harvest, amen, the minds of people when you give them for free. I've got tons of all these AI websites, you know, all of these that can do this, uh, tons of them that can turn your picture to almost anything. You see, we have to think, that's what I'm talking about, us coming to the place, amen, of vision vision is not just the ability to sleep and see things vision speaks into the ways and the manner hallelujah god interacts god deals with us god speaks to us the things the spirit of god amen is calling our attention to we've got to have amen an understanding of how to interact and how to relate with the world with this new environment we have been brought into that's vision as much as vision is the ability to see things into the spirit, but to make a better sense of what we have seen, I think it's a better position that we need to find ourselves in terms of understanding vision. Hallelujah. 
that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so you may know so you may know so you may know so you may know what is the hope of his calling i like that of his calling not just the the hope of what you assume to be your calling not just the hope of what you think hallelujah is your position of strength but the hope of his calling the calling of god is what gives us yes expression position reality power strength provision on earth is because there's a call of god upon our life uh, amen because there's a call of god upon your life as a man because there's a call of god upon your life as a woman amen as a father here you understand there's a call of god upon your life as a mother there's a call of god upon your life as a community leader there's a call of god upon your life amen yes as a representative amen whatever area there is a call so don't limit this thing to just fivefold ministry every one of us sent to this earth amen has got a call of god upon them upon their life and you need to know that calling Having said this, let's let's look at some things. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews eleven. We're dealing with the issues of of vision, calibrating our vision, calibrating our sight. Hebrews 11, let's take it from verse 13. All these people died in faith. They died in faith. The writer amen, of the book of Hebrews is encouraging amen, the brethren, which is what I'm doing this morning. Amen. He said they died in faith. That is, is establishing something. So they don't give up. So they don't throw in the towel. So they don't, you understand? You know, lose hope. It says all these people died in faith without amen, receiving the things they were promised. Did you, did you see that word things again? Without receiving the things they were promised. They were promised certain things. But the scripture says they died in faith waiting for those things. Did God actually fail them? No. No. You see, there are, you've got to understand the dynamics of what we're talking about. Remember what I've just talked about, about natural things and spiritual things. They did not naturally enter into those things. They didn't receive those things physically, in, you know, in their hands. But they died in faith, believing and trusting. Amen. Yes. That those things that are theirs. But listen, let's, let's read on. Others will die in faith without, without receiving the things that they were promised. However, now that's a key word. However, however, they saw. They saw them. The scripture says, however, they did what? They saw. What did they see? What did they see? Because that is very important. If we don't understand what they saw, if we don't understand what they saw, amen, we are going to, amen, conclude that they never received it. That in fact, amen, their, their trust and their faith was a waste. <laughs> are you with me, friends? Are you still there? That word saw, amen, 
is a word that is very interesting. It comes from Amen. An Hebrew word that means Edo. To Edo. E-I-D-O. The Edo. Now the word saw, Amen, or, or the word see, or seen, Amen, carries all kinds of variants and and meanings in the scripture so it's important that whenever we are looking at words that we understand the very context so that we can get the right meaning of what amen the scripture amen is saying to us all right that word edo amen comes from another word amen yes in hebrew and i'm not going to go there now but that word also is very important but this word Edo, hallelujah, means to know. This scene, amen, is to have a what? A revelation, just as we just explained in, in, uh, uh, in Ephesians 1. That Paul prayed that the spirit of wisdom and revelation may be given to them. So, this word, uh, that word revelation is to be able to Edo, is to be able to know. Because that's a key word. So you may know the hope of your calling. Can you see that vision is about revelation. Vision is about knowing things. It's not just being able to see things. You've got to be able to have a clear interpretation of what you see. Because it's that understanding, is that clarity of interpretation, amen. Listen to this, amen, that changes your posture, that gives you, amen, yes, the, the, if you will, the, 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 the grace, the ability to act or to, you know, yes, respond in a particular way. If you see something but you don't know what that means, you don't have to respond. In fact, you have to respond with what? With caution because you are not sure all right if you see a dog all right you see a dog before you and that dog is like what do you do you see the dog but you're caution you're very cautious of moving close to the dog but when you see that dog amen whacking the tail you know that this dog might not bite me so you can move closer what you see defines how you act or react unfortunately that's where the enemy defeats many of us yes how many people have seen things in fact many of the cults including some christian cults today are all based on what they saw these cults are based they built what they built amen on some i saw something i heard What you see without a clear interpretation of its meaning can be very dangerous. Because by design, God wants us to see things. But he doesn't just want us to see. He also wants us to wait so they can give us what? An interpretation of what we have seen. Son of man, what do you see? They're not asking him, amen. To describe what he's seen, they're asking him, Amen. Do you have a clear meaning, meaning of what you have seen? How many times we've seen things, but we don't understand what they mean? Everybody saw the handwriting on the wall <laughs> in the palace. You understand? 
Everybody saw the handwriting on the wall. But only one man could interpret what the handwriting meant. Amazing. So we have to take amen, our sense of apostolic knowledge beyond just amen what we've seen. We have to go beyond amen. Yes, this idea of God give me revelation. I've got a revelation. No, but what does that revelation mean? Because that is where the world amen is today. The world needs men and women who have gone beyond amen what they've seen to what they can what interpret. Edo. It means to know. It means to be aware. It means to behold. It means to consider. It means to perceive. It also means to see. It means to be sure. The word Edo. You can check it amen, in your lexicon Greek. Lexicon Greek. Look at, you know, G, all right, 1492. You find this word there, Edo. And I'm just reading directly from the lexicon Greek. All right? It means to see. Of course, figuratively, by implication, to know, to be aware, to behold, to be able to tell, to consider. To perceive, to see, to be sure, to tell, to understand. And then to be able to compare. I like this one. To be able to compare. In other words, yeah, I've seen I've seen this cup, but there's another. Let me give you a good example. The word Edo also means this. Alright? Here's a cup. Here's another one. This one is green. This is white. Alright? With some dots, you know, design. Edo also means to be able to differentiate. Can you do that? To do that, you need amen, some spiritual system working in you. <laughs> you understand? You, you need amen, an understand. You need to be awakened to a certain degree. Because most times we can see things, we may be able to give an explanation, but when they bring something else and say compare and contrast, we don't know what to do. Edo. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? These are very important points that I'm highlighting, and I'm hoping that somebody. Is getting amen enriched this morning. You're getting nourished this morning. They saw, they saw this thing, they eat of these things. Even though the Bible says they did not physically come into it. Can, hello, hello, hello here. Can we come into this position of understanding? Because sometimes we measure, most times, in fact, oftentimes we measure how many of you God has called you and sent you to a place you started a walk or whatever it is. Let's just let, let me just limit it to that. God called you and send you a place, and you are measuring what you have done for the past seven years, for the past ten years of your life, all right, in this place, and you cannot, you know, pinpoint to certain things that you can say you've done in terms of how people measure in fact how church measure success 
you can't everybody is built you know that church started amen uh, you started before them and they built three-story building that one has built god knows what this one have started god knows what and see what they have you, you can see it and everybody appreciate what these people have done and they hail them and they you know they they go to them they appreciate them uh, but they look at you and it's like what do you have to show <laughs> What is, what is there to show? But you know, you are doing what God has called you to do. You are, amen. Yes, you, 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 you are busy. You, you, you. But there's just not a physical, a material, an element manifestation of what you have done. If you live from that position of how the world and the pseudo church judges success and define and determine, you understand, who is the man of God? Because you being a man of God means there are certain influence and affluence you have come into. If you live from that understanding, you will count yourself as a failure because, amen, you have not come into, there's no manifestation of these things, amen, that you've been praying for, you've been seeking for. In fact, that you have been birthing. It's like whenever you birth something, or somebody takes that thing, amen, and take it to another realm. They don't stay. <laughs> they don't stay around to show that, yes, this is the man that I built. Look at what we have done. You have nothing to show for it. But heaven is saluting you. In fact, heaven is hailing you, but you have nothing to rejoice over because there is nothing around. <laughs> Somebody say, God forbid. Every time amen, you, you need to pay a bill, you will have to pray and fast. All right? they, 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 they send you just the right amount, nothing more. You say, but what kind of a, what kind of a, I'm actually in what God has called me to do. Is this success? Because there are people coming to give testimony how God gave them, you know, 100,000, 500,000, 1 million. I had one man of God say, me, it's too, I can never be poor. Even if everything go, I'm like, God help you. You don't understand the things of God. And that is our problem. If we don't have ego, if we don't know how to discern, how to hear, how to respond to the things of God, we will be hard pressed. To conclude that we have failed and you may just live where God has positioned you listening to me you may just live where God has positioned you and you will move into amen a place that you think is green but that place is going to lead you amen into where it's called Sodom and Gomorrah if you don't know go and ask Lot Edo the Bible said they saw it from afar and they welcomed it. Can you welcome such a thing? Does this define your kind of faith? Your kind of belief system? Where you are satisfied by seeing things from afar. You welcome it. All these people died in faith without receiving the things that were promised God but you promised me this thing you told me yes I told you and I gave it to you 
The thing is, I gave you, amen, in the spirit. So you need to rejoice and, and embrace this thing and interact with this thing from a spiritual dimension. Now, when we say spiritual dimension, does that mean that it's irrelevant to the natural realm? No, no. The things that, are, that is holding our world together today, amen, are spiritual. Haven't you read the scripture? The Bible says God uphold all things by the word of his power or by the power of his word. This world today is held earlier, yes, by spiritual amen, authority. Not by gravity, not by man, not by the wisdom of men. Can you, hallelujah, understand that God, just your presence in a place, amen, yes, is shifting things. Is aligning things. Is is preventing things. Can you see that? Or all you see is your physical presence and what you are able to do in the natural realm. That spiritual things are as real as material natural realm. If you can understand and see what I'm talking about. You're going to live your life in doubt and you're going to live your life in pain. You're going to live your life in sorrow and you're going to end up, amen, admitting that you're a failure. While in fact, it's because of you, those material things that people are journeying and rejoicing over were able to come into manifestation. That's the work of a priest. It's important we see this because if you don't see it, everybody's going to leave the work and go farming. <laughs> you know what I just said? Everybody's going to leave the work and go look for. Yeah. The Bible said there was a period in the life of the children of Israel, all the priests, they left their duty to go do what? To go farm. Because they must survive, they must eat. It, why? Because people no longer, you know, think, and we, we live in that age, that right, they need to remit the tithe to the priest. No, no, things are hard, things are difficult. If God called you, well, let God prove himself. But God already provided, he already set a system of provision. They say, no, but you've got to go, you, you, <laughs> you've got to go walk. But if the guy is walking, how can you function, hallelujah, as a priest, as a prophet, as one, amen, who must go on behalf of, who must receive. Now, listen to this. I know many people have downplayed this concept and for, for various reasons. Not everybody God has called to go into secular work and the way we know it. But everybody's called with a gift, with a talent, with a ministry. And you have to understand that there are certain people God has called, alright? Yes. To be positioned in a particular dimension of a life, amen, that must always hear, have a standing before God. I know you also have a standing, but there are certain people. You think if you think if I have a kind of, amen, a, a, a five to eight, you know, job that I have to attend every day, you understand? Do you think I will be Honestly, do you think I will be honestly be able to carry out the, the, the mandate, the, the, the ministry I'm carrying, I'm carrying out? Absolutely not. 
do you think I'll be able to sit down? I'm able to, for a whole month, I'm, I'm bring out a book. Do you think I'll be able to function effectively in my prophetic? Because I need to go, amen, to office. I've got an office. But the office, I'm not sitting, amen, before a Babylonian. We've, we've taught all kinds of things and we have overflogged certain certain emphasis to the to the detriment of the of the church the church is dying because those who are supposed to be at the cutting edge who are supposed to be hearing who are supposed to be giving clarity and direction many of them have gone into farming and i mean that literally they've gone into farming because what they're thinking about is survivor they no longer have a standing before before god they hear God, they hear God once a while. The frequency comes once a while. You know, you know, have you ever been to where's my okay? All right, let me just give an example. If you're still watching, because I know what I'm saying right now, it's hurting a lot of people, yes, but it's the truth. Have you been to a place where you know you're looking for signal and you're like this? And sometimes you have to, oh, that's a signal. You pick the signal, okay. Oh, now, now you can receive a download. Now you can. Oh, okay. But the moment there's a shift from that point, no more signal. That is how a lot of men of God, a lot of Christian, but in particular men of God, are today. Because the environment of their life, amen, is not dense. There's no density of revelation. They struggle to get signal. Sometimes they borrow Wi-Fi from their neighbor. <laughs> it's still the Wi-Fi. <laughs> you have to go to local government, you know, hotspot. <laughs> God, what a word. What a revelation. You're looking for hotspots. I'm going to help you. While you're doing hotspots, somebody is not there to jam your phone and take all your money. <laughs> Why? Why you're looking for hotspots? <laughs> One day I was in town, you know, at the clinic, I, you know, close there, there's an hot spot. So I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to maybe just check something. Free, free Wi-Fi. It's like the Holy Spirit said to me, Isaiah, you better wake up. You've passed this stage now of hot spot. What are you doing? You've got Wi-Fi. You've got Wi-Fi at, wi at home. You've got internet. So I know, but I just need, no, 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 no. What is in your phone if 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 one crazy guy there is there to jam your phone just for Wi-Fi that's not even gonna cost less than 10 rand, you would have lost everything. Are you are you that are you that daft? Are you that foolish? I had to give myself one way. <laughs> so you, you need to be careful. What wow, I never thought of that. Looking for looking for hot spot, looking for why your house supposed to be a density of the things of the spirit. But no, you've got to wake up early in the morning. You've got to catch the train. You've got to catch the bus. You've got to, oh, I told you years ago I was in Johannesburg. I went to preach. I was doing a series of teaching on the on the concept of the Reformation for a church. You know, back then they just coming into their apostolic. So they were inviting me. This pastor, very zealous, you know. These are people that used to follow uh, uh, 
uh, to the Bismarck all into the to, to the Bismarck network but nothing about it, nothing concrete about it so they invite me so for a month I was doing teaching and training by the time I get there you know the transfer that takes me get, get me there these people are not already they are not in church while I'm there they're starting they're starting to put things together because everybody is going to walk the man of God is sitting and I, I mean this is somebody I love I respect this guy he's sitting he's got a heart for God but he's sitting trying to listen you see him like this he's tired he's tired but he wants to come into the apostolic he wants to come into the kingdom and they, they, I'm like look at these people are you ready for these things there's a cost and then when I'm done for a whole month they gave me a thousand five hundred I could still remember one thousand five hundred rand that's what they gave to me and I said see this is why the devil is defeating the church this is why the enemy is hitting their head a thousand five hundred that was what they gave me for the whole month I was teaching them and it took a while for them to even see that's the problem you see they go to work Babylon pays them so much but the man that is in the presence of God amen you know you know burning the midnight oil you know laboring in prayer believing God ah man of God wow what a material no the material didn't drop from heaven the material didn't drop from heaven even if the revelation dropped from heaven I have to sit down with my box I have to write amen for hours I have to edit thousand five hundred that's what they gave to me of course you know I'm not about issue of money but it tells you something about how much they value they want the things of God they want to enter the things of God but they're not even ready to pay the price meanwhile as they even sit the leader sit in the church they're already tired because Babylon has hit them they're tired and they come to church with some of the big big cars why are we fooling And I said to myself, that's the last time I'm going to go to that place. And that was it. That's the truth. Not because of the money, but because they were not ready for the things of God. They love, they, they love the form fair. They love the idea, kingdom, apostolic, prophetic. And they know you've got what it takes. They know you have what it Of course, they've heard me preach. That's why they invited me. But they're not ready. I mean, if I have to go to doing what they're doing, what time would I have to do what they want me to do? You see the point that I'm making? So we have to rethink about this idea where everybody is called into when we're not all calling, I'm not calling to a secular work. I'm called to have a standing before God. All my life, that has been my, my position and that's why my message is on the cutting edge. You listening to me you listening and you think you're listening for free it's not free somebody somewhere is paying for it and it's important we start saying this thing somebody somewhere is paying for it there are people who who walk out there at the end of the month they say no we must pay we must give this man something at least something of value 
If not so, I won't be able to do what I'm doing. All these things you see, it will not be there. So you also listening and watching me think it's not about me. It's also about those other people. What are you doing? So that they don't also leave the work, amen, to go farm. Truth that set us free. If you cannot appreciate the value and the quality of us, there are certain men of God we need to tell them, stop going to work. Sit down. God has placed a grace, an anointing upon your life. God has called you into ministry. You know what? Let me tell you why that man of God is failing. Let me tell you why that man, all right, his life seems to be collapsing. Not because he's not called of God, not because he doesn't have a passion, but because he's thinking of how to pay the rent, how to do this, how to do that, how to do this. He is, particularly here in South Africa, South African church is a shame on you guys. That the man of God must be, must be the one, you understand, to pay the rent of the church. And you still come and sit down, alright, and still define and determine how things must go. There's a shame on the South African church. And this is the reason why there are all kinds of issues going on in the body of Christ. Because we talk about honoring the man of God. But we really don't. And this is why men of God also will go, amen, with them who have the money. <laughs> I could still remember, you know, as in Johannesburg, amen? yes, after Sunday, Pastor Moodley, I mean, thank God for that man, he's going to be with the Lord now, you know. There are certain guys who just say, no, Pastor, Pastor we're going to my house today. They've already, I mean, when I go, it's like a fist. I'm like, God Almighty God. It's like a fist. The next Sunday is another guy. And I know those guys. They are the key guys who have at least money in the church. So why wouldn't the man of God always be with them? Even though that is wrong, but those people saw value in the man. They are the one that bought him mess this. They are the one that do this. They are the one that you spend your time with them. It's wrong. But that's the reality. Because amen, if the man needs to do exp- they, they settle it. Can you see how the spirit of the Lord is leading us? It wasn't my it was not my intention to talk about this thing, but when the when the Lord said prophesy, who are you not to prophesy? Some some people they just want to hear you know Isaiah for oh that guy, that man of God. Do you know how Isaiah surviving spiritually, materially? Do you know, hallelujah, do you know what is going on in the life of Isaiah Phillips Akintal? Do you know the battles, the challenges of his life? Do you know his financial need? But every Sunday you are here to listen. You, oh wow, great word of God. Listen, the Lord is not happy with you. Thank God for those who lift my hand, who support me. And I continue to pray for them. But I'm saying you who like to hear. The word of God is never free. No. Somebody somewhere is paying for it. Somebody somewhere is paying for it. What motivates a genuine man of God to do what he's doing? Is because somebody somewhere is lifting his hand up 
if I don't have people that lift my hand up, by now, the Lord will have crushed me. He said, but God is there. Hey, God uses people. Excuse me. Let me tell you this. I, I don't intend to share this, but let me say, say this. My phone has been having problems for a while. My phone. I've been struggling with my phone for a while. I've been using this um, Samsung, Samsung S8. This is S8. This phone came out, I think, 19... Uh, 2017 if I'm not mistaken and you know I bought this phone very cheap of course fairly used and for the past one week past one week God knows my heart the Lord is speaking past one week I've been in fact since last last month if sister uh, uh, um, Priscilla is listening and she will bear me witness we're talking about issues of phone our, our phone is not working and I Past one week, I've been contemplating to buy another phone. God, I need another phone. And of course, I'm not talking about buying a new phone. <laughs> a phone that will cost 4000 Listen, friends, I've got 4000 I've got 4000 to buy the phone. But I'm having a sleepless night. <laughs> if I buy this phone for 4000 God! <laughs> but what about... What <laughs> could not get myself to go put a 4000 to buy a better Samsung phone. In fact, that one that I saw 4000 is not even what I want. The one that I want was 6000. The uh the Samsung Note uh, uh Note 10 and that is light. And these are old phone. I'm not talking about the new one. No, no. I, I'm I'm not talking about new phone. I'm talking about fairly used phone. Oh yeah, you don't want to hear this. You better believe this is the truth. If I don't say what I'm saying right now, you will not understand the sacrifice. But I'm not I'm not asking you to bless me. No, I'm that's not what I'm just telling you something. In fact, don't give me. Don't please if you're hearing what I'm saying, don't because of what I'm saying decide to bless. Please do not. I don't want it. But I'm making a point. I want you to understand. I want you to feel something on the inside of you so you understand. It's called vision. We need vision to, to survive, to live our life. Nobody's my source. God is my source. But God uses people. That's the point that I'm making. God uses people. God uses men and women who feel the impulse, who feel the burning, who feel, who have seen, who have edored into the things of God. If there's a man, if there's a, if there's a man of God I want to listen to is Isaiah Phillips. If I have to step out of myself and say, choose a man of God to listen, I say, I want to listen to that man because I know the heart of that man. I know his desire, I know his passion. I know it's, it's longing for God and the things of God. So it's going to take a clear understanding to see things and embrace them from afar. That's the context of where we are before we got into all of this. They saw it from afar and welcomed them. Are you listening to this? 
God, they saw this thing that they could not enter materially, physically. They saw it from afar. And they welcomed them from afar. And they acknowledged that they were strangers and exiled in the earth. Lord, help me. Okay, let me begin a random from this point. I still a long way to go, but maybe we'll leave it for another time. Vision. Vision. The vision of our heart, the vision of the spirit. Paul prayed that the eyes of their heart may be illuminated, may be enlightened. See, when we begin to know things by the spirit, we will respond with less effort. And I'm, when I say respond, I'm not just talking about responding, giving th people things. No, you will respond to the things of the Spirit. Because God never makes a demand on what he has not given. The things of the Spirit has to be clear to us. We have to come to not just some you know, seasonal awareness. It must dawn on us. You see, it dawns on me that I have a place in the spiritual, in the spiritual, you know, uh, 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 destiny of South Africa, but beyond South Africa, of my generation. I have a place. If I don't play my role, it's going to impact and impend the advancement of God's prophetic agenda. So I cannot but to wake up 2 a.m. To do what I need to do, even even when there's nobody there to give me an applause and say hallelujah, praise God, wow. Well, no, 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 no. I don't do it for an applause. I do it because I know that that is my responsibility. That's my calling. And I'm saying, even if on this side of the divide, there's nothing to show for it. Ah. I know that I have deposited something in the spirit. I have I have deposited something in the spirit that men and women are going to draw from. They're drawing from it because I have created wealth. That's what we do. We've created spiritual wealth. We've brought knowledge, insight, understanding. We've brought a new idea of the requirement of the Father. We've said this, this is not the order. Come up higher, let me show you. We've brought people to a new height in the spirit where they can see the ways of God, the will of God. And I thank God that in my lifetime, I have people calling me and say, thank you. Thank you for being a sent one to South Africa. Thank you for upholding your position. Thank you for bringing those word of light. Thank you for being there. And that's all I need. But beyond that, you also want to be appreciated. But I'm saying, my motivation comes from God. Comes from God. Why? Because I want to maintain a vision of one saint. If God sent me to another region, another place, 
is the same attitude I'm going to put in. Because that is what guides us. That's what motivates us. That is what, amen, leads us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All these people died in faith. They died in faith. How are you going to die? Sorrowful, discouraged, depressed, frustrated, tired. No, you die in faith. You die, if you need to die, die in faith. Don't die in doubt. Don't die, amen, second guessing. If death comes tomorrow, I'm, I will welcome it with all, with all joy. But tomorrow is not my day of death. Neither is today my day of death. Neither is next week, amen, my day of death. Because I know God, earlier still have things in my heart that I need to release on his behalf. There are still books, material. One is about to be finished. One was finished last month, earlier. There's another one coming out. There are places, territories we are taking, amen. There are plantings of righteous seed that we are, we are doing all across communities and cities, hallelujah. Yes, there are dimensions that we are bringing people into in America, in Australia, hallelujah. Yes, all over the world, we are establishing the name of Yahweh and people are bearing witness so I'm not ready to die but I'm not afraid of death I'm not because I know death is a spirit and I've conquered that spirit except the Lord says Isaiah it's time for your transition then if it's time for my transition then I need to raise an Elijah and we're already doing that. Are you getting the point, friends? This is where I need to end up this morning. Oh, what a word. I still have a lot of things that we, we have not even begun to touch. And we'll touch them. But what is God saying to us? Friends, this is a new day of what? A new day of vision. Seeing what is ahead of you. What is ahead of you, friends? As a leader... What is ahead of you? What do you see? Son of man, what do you see? Woman of God, what do you see? It's time to allow heaven to recalibrate your vision. So you can have a better and a clearer understanding of the nature of things and the nature of the days. Don't judge your life by what you see in the material world. There's a different world, hallelujah, where things by design are spiritual. The things of the spirit. We need to idol them. We need to blepo them. We need to shazar them. These are all words that all mean sight. Hallelujah. In both Hebrews and Greek. We need to look into them. We need to have sight. Sight is important in making decisions. When I make certain decisions, they say no, not now. This is no way to, this is not how to go about it. Stay, wait. But you are in fire, you're burning. They say, Stay there. I say, But Lord, I'm burning. They say, Stay there. No. This one is going to burn out certain things. The real, the real you is going to come out. So, what do you do? You stay. You embrace. You rejoice. You celebrate. We don't run from the we don't run from the fire. You know why? Because we have seen something. Ever before Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man, 
Daniel and his and his brother already saw him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ever before, ever before, Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man on his throne. So, but, but with, I thought with, I thought we threw three people in the fire. But I'm seeing one whose form, where did they get that information from? Whose form is like that of the Son of Man, Son of God? <laughs> Ever they open his eyes. What do you think gave Daniel the confidence when everybody bowed their face down to Nebuchadnezzar that him and his company got up? The fourth man was already with them. They were already having interaction. Oh, Lord Jesus. They were already conversing. While they're like, no, no, no. We're going to bind you. Well, they're binding the physical body. But they're already having chat. Okay, all right. We're going to go into this fire. All right. And then when we get there, you're going to show yourself to Nebuchadnezzar. All of that preparing the stage for the glory of God to be manifest. Carabayando. Before the entire nation. Of Babylon. Sometimes a delay is a better way of preparing the stage for God's glory to be more grand. So when you're praying and God is not turning up and things are not happening, it's because they are setting a bigger stage. God will never leave his own without a witness. You are God. You are God's witness wherever you are. If not for the Lord of Sabaoth that has left us a seed, God will always leave for himself a seed. We are the remnant generation. Where is your vision? What do you see? What do you see? What are you hearing? Did we not throw three? Who is this other one? He's been there. Sorry, you are just blind. You couldn't see him. God open their eyes of understanding. Come on, wherever you are, lift your hands and bless his name for a recalibration of your vision. Ask the Lord. This is not a day for me to die. It's a day for me to live so I can show forth your praises in the earth. Bless his name for a transformation. A transformation of sight. An empowerment of the spirit. Glorify him. Bless his name. Come on friends. Lord we thank you. We honor your name. For a brand new day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. The heart of man has not conceived the things God has sealed. On our behalf, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search them out. Come on, heaven is calling us to a new day of prophetic search. Let's search the way to Zion. Let's search the way, hallelujah, to Zion, the way to the heart of God, the way to pleasure Him in this season. Don't be captured, don't be distracted. I've not even 
touch the issue of distraction. Don't be distracted by all that is happening, either from the equus dimension, all right? Or equa, are we going to bomb, you know, Niger? Are we going to? Don't be distracted from all of this mess or from the issues of, you know, a, a bricks or whatever is going on in Gabon. You know, understand? With the French, whatever it is, or maybe something that has to do with your immediate community, or maybe it's even an issue of lack. Don't be distracted. The, the devil is a master of distraction. Is a is a master strategist of distraction. Because when you are distracted, listen, you lose sight. When you lose sight, you stumble. When you stumble, you fall. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Looking unto Jesus. You need sight to look. If you have lost sight, how do you look to Jesus? Looking unto Jesus. The author. The pioneer. The finisher of your faith. Bless his name. Father, we thank you. Father, we honor your name. We glorify you. What a day. What a day. What a word. What a coming. What, what an exaltation. I love the way you speak to us from various angles, from various dimensions. Balance word. No hesitation, no reservation. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a stroke, not a jot, not the dot of your word will go unfulfilled. Thank you. That as Elijah stood in his day to challenge Jezebel, we stand in our day challenging the false system and the false altar and the false gods. We proclaim your kingdom come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. May our life continue to reflect a testimony of a company of them who have not bowed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, I am done this morning. We've almost done two hours. This is one hour, 50 minutes. I want to believe once again that you have been edified because that's my intention to edify you in the current prophetic amen speakings of God I pray that this word will continue to ring through your spirit and open other channels that will cause you to hear the signals of the spirit and the flow of the rivers of God I pray that you would drink from this well that your life will continue to please Yahweh. Continue to celebrate this new day and the sound of the Spirit, demanding that your sight be recalibrated. I want to thank God for His mercy and His goodness. Please do continue to pray for me. I need all the prayers. I need all the support. The Lord touches your heart to be a blessing to our ministry. Please, do not hesitate. Thank you so very much, everyone. Um, hopefully, we'll come again. I'm not sure tonight. If I can make it, I will. But if I cannot, that means tomorrow, by God's grace, 
we will continue to just see how the Lord, amen, is dealing with us. Thank you so very much, my dear sister Adebimpe. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, indeed, the Lord is my strength. I need all the strength. Thank you. Bless you. Right. Uh, um, just about to say something. Yes, we just continue to track, amen, the voice of the Lord regarding the month of September. We've entered into this month, amen, with this word, amen, calibrating our prophetic sight, our prophetic vision. So we'll continue and we'll just see how far the Lord will lead us. Uh, please, uh, if you have not uh, downloaded our latest book, please do that. If you go to the site, you will. Amen. You will see it, the principle, amen, of how to strengthen your spirit. Very important. You can see God is building something in our day. And he's building his church, of course. So please do that. And uh, we'll see you again. Amen. Thank you so very much. Keep rejoicing in the Lord. Let the Lord continue to be your strength. Let him be, amen, yes, your bulwark, your shield. We'll see you again. Enjoy the rest of the morning. Bye-bye. Love you all. Bye.